Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. You're listening to Today on Radio 4. The time is coming up to half past six, and here's today's puzzle. A fox is in a rowboat, which can accommodate three sacks of hens. He has 19 sacks of hens to transport across the river. My God, it's too early for this. But for every five sacks he takes across, Sarah Sands will insist on a feature about books. How many sacks of hens can he carry across the river before he starts wondering if he's the sort of person that could listen to LBC? And no prizes, kids. It's just for fun. Yes, and here's the answer to yesterday's uh, puzzle. If James Nocty took two tablets for each time we covered a so-called human story, he would have become a feature of one within 72 minutes. Here's, here's Gary with the so-called news of people hacking a muddy ball about in a field. Hello, good morning. Attempting a bit of ad-libbed jocularity. <laughs> Hens, indeed. <laughs> I hope I'm not too chicken. Oh, get on with it, you uh, pranny! Uh, speaking softly at first, cracking day of sport ahead, but uh, now having to put on headphones for an interview with someone from the world of football who's going to try to upscale his intellect because it's Radio 4. Uh, shouting now, Ron, you must be disappointed with the transfer! Uh, yes, obviously, it's a munificent loss and we're very effulgent. Ron, I'm shouting so loudly now, my headphones are on. You'd be forgiven for thinking I didn't understand the concept of the telephone and I was trying to make my voice carry across the open air to Oldham. Uh, yes, you, you, you do do that. It's a very uh, lugubrious day for us. We're going to miss Sarah Sands very much as she was a central member of the Today team. Uh, and and what and what do you say, Ron, to those people who just thought her name was a code word for a fire in a railway station? Obviously, that's a very uh, parsimonious uh, way of looking at it, Gary. But then again, uh, how can you personally be bothered to get up in the mornings? OK, Ron, good to talk to you. Ron there with his thought. A couple of tips for you this morning, uh, fresh in from the newsroom. Uh, downsize and get a bite of let. That's at 15 to 4. And what about that florist you always wanted to run at 7 to 2? Nick. Not today. Thank you. With Jake Yap. Yeah, not not today. Hello there, it's uh, Jay Cap on this most auspicious of days. Wonderful day uh, for democracy and stuff. Woo! I hope we've restored a little faith uh, in uh, all of those people who thought, oh, they'll never let us have Brexit. 
No, still wait and see it, mate. I believe it when I see it, mate. We haven't had it yet, have we? Not the one I was thinking of. No, you can't have the one you were thinking of because it's a massive grit. Anyway, uh, I'll come on to Europe in a bit. I'm running horribly late. I'm very sorry about that. Uh, I got this idea for a song like weeks ago and I haven't had the time to do it. And I thought, you know what? This morning I'll do it, which was a stupid idea because I haven't had enough sleep and it doesn't really work. Uh, it's about shiny suits, really. It's a sudden observation that... Everybody loves uh, a shiny suit, don't they? Uh, we, we just trust people in shiny suits. And I feel like if there's one thing the Conservatives have mastered, it's dressing up in shiny suits and they stomp about and you can practically smell them off the television uh, with their perfume and stuff. You know they smell fine. You know what I mean? Whereas the Labour Party, you know they slightly smell of, like, I don't know, that sort of 70s blend of old cooking oil, stale fags and dog. I, I, I'm just not, I mean, I'm generalising, I'm just saying. It's probably a more honest smell, you know, but everybody, they, they love a shiny suit. Uh, I was thinking about doing an advert, it was going to be called Suits for Less. Um, and it was going to be featuring Pretty Patel saying these new forgiving fabrics will help you to forgive yourself when people literally die due to the decisions you make. Uh, and, you know, it's about corporations, corporations and corporate power, isn't it? The boardroom look and the more corporate a politician looks, the more we trust them because we, we trust brands. We trust Buzznars. We trust Buzznars people. Why Suits for Less? Suits for Less. Is it the price? Absolutely not. It's called Suits for Less because never before have suits masked quite such an absence of ability, judgment or respect. Um, I'm including everybody. Estate agents, car dealers, timeshare sales people, people who run highly polluting industries. Shiny suits, guys. Look at Xander. Pratt's about on the telly. Look at that suit. Just looks... Doesn't he? Really looks the business. Looks, you know, establishment. Brilliant. Fifty Shades of Grey. I mean, you wouldn't let a guy in a tracksuit smack you on the body, would you? You'd, you, it's got to be a nice shiny suit. Anyway, everybody loves a shiny suit. And here's my song. It doesn't really work. And after that, I'm going to talk about Europe. Okay, great. Here we go, then. All right. Everybody loves a shiny suit. There's more to it than simply looking cute. If you're selling cars or houses, put on your fancy trousers. They give a man an air of high repute. Everybody loves you in formal dress. A quick way of oblizing your noblesse. Resmog to Pretty Patel, they always dress so well. Just who they are inside, you never guess. When you look at Jeremy Corbyn, he doesn't look much cop. If he wants us all to listen, then he'd better change his top. His clothes look like they came from round the back of an ox fan shop. When everybody loves a shiny suit. Now listen, everybody loves a shiny suit. It makes you look all proper, ain't that the truth? You might think it's dressy, but your blonde hair can stay messy Just as long as you're wearing a whistle and a flute Now you might be above a boy who's not above a threat Of violence to journalists or doubling the national debt As long as you're dressed sharpish, there's nothing to regret Cos everybody loves a shiny suit From criminal suspects in the dock, avoiding lengthy sentences From bankers working at Northern Rock to all the new apprentices A suit provides the cover for every deficiency Except for football pundits when they're talking on TV Cause everybody loves a shiny suit And we will all stand there in a salute 
When we finally confuse sartorial with deeply dictatorial And the Nazis parade in Polish hats and boots Cause they're all dressed up in the shiny You voted for this, don't be whining Dressed up in the shiny suits I hold in my heart the knowledge that one day I will be back in this chamber celebrating our return to the heart of Europe. Thank you. Oh, Molly. As on Molly Scott Cato, they're very emotional on Wednesday in the European Parliament. I, I don't think she'll be back. I'm sorry. Uh, this is horrible. How are you going to be celebrating uh, tonight? Uh, I think we're going around to a friend's house. At one point there was talk of going to a pub, but I I don't feel like that's a good idea. Uh, Ursula von der Leyen. Von der Leyen! She quoted George Eliot. She said, only in the agony of parting do we look into the depths of love. Uh, it was all deeply emotional. I mean, I think it's probably very unlikely that uh, you're listening to this if you're a Brexiteer. If you are, you are most welcome. Uh, I hope I haven't alienated you uh, so far. We do, we do need to come together. Uh, I, I think to explain, uh, as I, you know, I wasn't the most ardent Remainer either, but everything I think Brexiteers feel today uh, that they've regained as part of their identity. Well, today... We feel like we've lost that in equal measure, and it it really hurts. So all, all that pain that you felt before, we 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 feel that now. And as the European Parliament bade us farewell with this heartfelt rendition of Old Lang Syne, I kind of feel sorry for a lot of people who voted for Brexit, and I feel sorry for them because I feel like maybe they were quite damaged people, neglected people, and 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 so much so that they couldn't actually believe that. Some people could have got together with the intention of making the world a better place. I think it's quite shameful that there are so many people in Britain that felt that hurt and that cynical and that we ended up showing so little grace to our European brothers and sisters. And maybe I'm romanticising the whole idea and I might be being idealistic. Uh, I know there's big money involved in Europe and people are trying to protect... There's a lot of protectionism and all... But, you know... A large part of what the Brexit vote was all about was about idealism, wasn't it? I know that European politics is an almighty mess, but you could hardly uphold British politics as being a paragon of not messiness. And mess is always so much better when you make it together. Still, let's move on. You wonder in this new post-Brexit era, if the BBC is going to try to reflect the shifting culture of Britain. And maybe we'll bring back some of those great pre-EU shows reflecting our return to traditional British values. Uh, Maybe the Black and White Minstrel Show will make a welcome return. In fact, I've got a clip of it here for you. Right. 
Good times. Thanks very much to uh, Radio 4 Extra for letting me use that clip, which they basically uh, commissioned. Um, we were going to do some stuff about Pamirs until I got told off by someone quite high up in the BBC. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks for that. It's a great feeling. Uh, anyway, uh, look, we have got an email here. It's from uh, Richard. He says, Dear Jake, I haven't been in touch for a while because, humble brag alert, I've been spending time with a real-life human female. I've read about this. However, I've still been listening to the show avidly and have very much enjoyed the increasing airtime given over to your long-form rants. I love a long-form rant. I got a bit carried away thinking about busy days and ended up imagining the diary of an ardent Brexiter on the 31st of January. You can find it below, but I completely understand if it's too long or infantile to include in the show. (laughs) You've heard the show, right? As with the aforementioned real-life human female, I feel like I'm pushing my luck a bit here. Nonsense. Uh, Let's go through it. I don't care. I'm so late today. I'm so sorry. Anyway, the secret diary of a Brexit Claude Paul, 53 and three quarters. I mean, not all Brexiteers are... Cl- oh, they are. Let's face it. Anyway, no, they're not. They're not. 7am. We're allowed today. Come on, you won. Get over it. 7am. Uh, wake up in my monogram, Jim Jams. As hard and as British as the Rock of Gibraltar. My own craggy colonial promontory swiftly turns into an erupting volcano when I remember what day it is. <laughs> Oh, it's today. Uh, yeah, of course. Yeah, you said 31st of January. 7.30am, crack open 600 cans of John Smith's and pour myself an extra smooth Brexit bath. Mmm, malty. 8.15am, bit of a struggle with my morning stool. But I smile wryly when I realise my ring piece is as stubborn as the EU negotiators. <laughs> leave means leave, chaps, whatever the context. 9.05, decide to tipex all the foreign words out of my dictionary. 9.30am, give up at abattoir. Resolve, the word abattoir, right. Resolve to buy a pocket version for the purpose. 10am, inspired by the Brexit 50p, brainstorm other ideas for Brexit-themed products. How about a Brexit condom, which, when unwrapped, reveals not a prophylactic, but a miniature withdrawal agreement. 10.10am, relentless guffawing. <laughs> 11am, take a break to consider holiday options for the summer. Disappointed to find that flights to Bongo Bongo Land are already fully booked. 12.20pm, pop my flat cap on and saunter down to the local for lunch. Ask if I can get a ceremonial photo pulling a pint of Spitfire. The dull-eyed lady barman asks me why it takes all my British restraint not to spit fire at her. <laughs> 12.30. Uh, get my revenge by repeatedly asking her for a chicken Kevin rather than a chicken Kiev to widespread mirth. 2pm. Go into town canvassing for the 2021 Believe. Don't bereave. That's, yeah. And the 2025 Stop Remoaning and Eat Your Carrion campaigns. <laughs> 4pm, start a petition with gov.uk to officially change the name of the Great Dane to the Mun Dane. 4.15. Stop laughing when I realise with horror that Geronimo, my faithful Alsatian, is officially known as a German shepherd. 4.17. Reluctantly fetch my blunderbuss. <laughs> 4.20pm. Go for a walk round the park to clear my head. Feel somewhat mollified after drop-kicking a yappy shih tzu into the pond. 4.40. Just Google the name Geronimo. Less sad about shooting the blighter now. 
5.15. Lose myself in a reverie, imagining what I can do tomorrow. I shall ride to London in my finest linen two-piece and use my superior white diction to demand the office of mayor, or at least to requisition a small army of street urchins, urchins to do my bidding. 8.30 p.m. About to go to my club, when I remember that I still have my secondary school French exercise books in the loft, commence a ceremonial bonfire, and it certainly is born. <laughs> 8.35.Dash myself over the head with a ruddy great hoe in a penance for the friendship. Bon mot. 8.36.Wallop. And again, I'll be French-free in no time. This is brilliant. 8.50.Come to in a small pool of my own vomit. That's the foreign purged from my system... 9.30. Emit a squeal of horror when I arrive at the Moriarty Club to find an illegal hip-hop discotheque has convened in its lounge. 9.32. After much uproar and sabre-waving, mine mainly, I realise it's just Mike Reed in blackface. 10.58. Commence countdown with a raucous Rule Britannia Calypso. 11pm. Take my first deep breath as a free man. Ah, that's my Britain, the heady scent of stale beer, boiled vegetables, and unfettered colonic gas. Bliss. 11.10pm. Step out into paradise's drizzly embrace. 11.15pm. Slightly deflated to find that paradise's general public is still so stubbornly diverse. Oh, come on! 11.20pm. Receive rumour of a foreign invasion from a so-called trade delegation. Rush straight home to donate £50 to the Brexit Luxury Yacht Defence Corps. Freedom comes at a cost to us all. Richard says, I'm sure you'll be relieved to know that's all. I've got to hurry back to my Finnish citizenship application, which may well not be ready before tomorrow night because I spent so long today fantasising about being an ardent Brexiteer. Oh, the cruel, cruel irony. This was written yesterday. Commiserative regards, Richard. I think that's a great... Uh, f final note to end this on. Commiserative regards, everyone. Um, look, some of you may well support Brexit, in which case, you know, I'm glad you got what you wanted. I'm glad democracy worked. Let's all have some faith in the democratic process. Maybe let's all push for proportional representation because I do think it would serve everyone better. And you can't say, well, but that would let all the loonies in. OK, well, then we need to work on the loonies, don't we? Uh, that might be the next goal. Proportional representation. Let's make something better. Uh, be careful out there. Uh, be nice to each other. Uh, let's all have a bit of grace. And we'll be back on Monday. Have a good weekend. And uh, it's all going to be all right. I'm just saying that. But I'm hoping there's some kind of placebo effect. <laughs> Bye. This has been a Swanburst Media production. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. 
They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.